Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let us take a moment in praying. Lord, we just thank you that we have your Holy Spirit, Lord. We just thank you that you live and dwell on the inside of us, Lord, and that you continually pour out your wisdom and your knowledge for us, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that we have these opportunities each and every day, Lord, and that we can go to you directly, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the Word in the book of Acts. Now, we're continuing our discussion on Acts 27, verses 13 through 44. So if you're joining us for the first time and or if you are rejoining us Mm -hmm. as we continue to discuss this, I want to encourage each of you to pause the episode at this time. And take the opportunity to reread that se- or read or reread that section of scripture just to make it easier to follow along in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 All right. And at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and or to ask any questions that you may have. So who would like to begin? Well, I'll go. Okay. All right. Promise. Well, the Lord originally brought my attention to um, when Paul was telling the people to eat and how it said that there was 14 days and how after Paul had eaten the bread, that said that they took, took encouragement. Mm-hmm. And the Lord reminded me of how most times inside of our lives with these people here, they thought it would have been proper if they had just waited till they um, got the safety before they began to eat again. But and how that was inside the Lord's plan and how they're supposed to be eating to maintain the nourishment. And the Lord reminded me of how we do that a lot of times inside of our own lives. And instead of allowing the Lord to work with us and uh, um, bring the enjoyment that he wants us to have, we try to take control of what the Lord is doing. And we um, try to put our own hands in it. Mm. And... The Lord reminded me of Isaiah 55, where it talks about how, inside the beginning verses, where it talks about how to get water and how it's supposed to be free, and how it's supposed to be enjoyable, and how most Christians, when they think of being a Christian, they more so think of it, think of it as you're supposed to have a straight face and do everything robotically, and not have any enjoyment at all. But in fact, um, the Lord wants us to have enjoyment but it just has to be his enjoyment that he ordains. Amen. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's an important component to our faith is that we enter into the Lord's rest. And what Paul was doing here, um, he had declared in verse 25, it says, therefore take heart men for, I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. So he declared with his faith, And then, right, he declared what his faith, what he believed. He heard what God said. Then he agreed with God. He declared it out of his own mouth. And then uh, in verse 35, he showed um, that he was entering into the rest of the Lord. 
if I believe it's already done, there's no reason for me to continue to fast, right? If I believe I've already received the answer, I need to rest in the Lord and let him take care of everything else moving forward, correct? So continuing to starve, continuing, and it's starve, continuing to um, suffer or paddle or work or put in my own labors is a deviation from entering into the rest of the Lord. And I'll I'll just read Hebrews 4, uh, 10 to you says, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. So that's an important component. Now, the, when we walk in faith with the Lord, our job is to be obedient to whatever God tells us, but to cease striving with our minds, our wills, our emotions, trying to figure things out, trying to make it happen. We know that fasting is for us. It's not for God. God is not, um, he doesn't get giddy over us, not eating because he's a good father. He doesn't, he doesn't take pleasure um, as in jovial pleasure in us doing without He wants us to be well supplied, but what he does take pleasure in is us chastening ourselves so that we can clearly hear him when the need arises, right? But he also more so wants us to live in a place where we always hear his voice. We're always divinely connected to him and in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So there's nothing standing between us. When the Lord speaks, we hear. We're able and ready to receive whatever um, information from the Lord, whatever encounter or um, fellowship he wants to bring, we're able and ready to receive it. But um, this right here is just a sig- uh, signifying that Paul is entering into the Lord's rest, even mimicking or repeating what the Lord Jesus did, right? He would take the bread, he would bless it, he would give thanks for it, and then he would um, break it and give it to the others. Right. That was yes. that was the Lord Jesus's custom. So he's walking in the same steps of our Lord. Yes, promise. You had something you wanted to say, babe? Yes. And how God didn't inside a larger sense, Molly, as you had said that it was inside the Lord's plan. You can see here it said after they in verse 38, I believe it said after they had eaten, they landed in the ship. Mm-hmm. So what seemed that was improper, but the Lord wanted them to do actually was help save their lives. Because the ship was heavier with them not eating. However, when they ate the food, then the ship became lighter and they were saved. Layla? Yes, promise, as you mentioned. And also, Paul said they needed it for his nourish- their nourishment. When you haven't eaten for a long time, are you physically as strong as you were? No, you're a little bit uh, shaky and they had to swim. So they needed the food to provide energy to their body so they could successfully swim and actually make it to the island where mm-hmm. God wanted to save them. If they decided that they were going to continue to fast, they probably would have drowned in the in the sea. Yes, because they didn't have take a lot of energy. <laughs> even does. in a pool, I was like, oh, my arms hurt. But in an ocean when the waves are contrary and um, the pool of, of the ocean, it's a pretty good force to fight against. Mm-hmm. So let's take stock of this. The natural mind is at enmity with God. The natural mind cannot perceive or understand the spiritual things of the Lord and accounts the, the wisdom of God as foolishness. But in actuality, the natural mind, the carnal mind is foolish and does not see what's on the other side of the bend. It has very limited perspective. So in their minds, continuing not to eat being in fear and waiting would have led to their um, demise on multiple accounts where the ones try to play it off and hop into the the skiff and ride off. And if the big ship wasn't going to take it, what did they think was going to happen to their little boat with a few people (laughs) on some oars? 
what did they think was going to happen? They were going to, they were going to perish, but their idea in their natural mind was, Hey, well, let's just play it off. And then we'll try to make it on our own and get away from everybody else. That was foolishness. And God who is seated in the heavenlies, who knows all things that ever were or will ever be. He's already seen them. He's already looked and bit on every side of it and planned a way through it. He has the plan. And he said, stay with the ship. And even in this regard, eat the bread. They would have thrown the bread over sea, over the, sh- um, the side of it, perhaps, having taken no strength. But the wisdom of the Lord, which seemed like it was contrary, it seemed like it was out of place. The wisdom of the Lord was actually that, that which was life-saving. So as we walk in our daily lives, don't try to figure out what God is telling you. Hear him, make sure you heard him, obey him. Whether or not you get the point the your natural mind has seen, uh, uh, you know, followed it through or you got all the details you thought, don't wait, don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> Enter into the Lord's rest. Trust him because he is out. He is looking out for your good. And think about this. God doesn't need us to be God, but we need him to exist. If he wanted you to not be on the planet, that could have been easily arranged. But he did not arrange that. He has let you be here. He has supported your life and is trying to bring you good. So don't look at God and go, well, let me keep an eye on you because you might be trying to hurt me. That's not in his heart. That's not in his mind. It never entered into his thoughts. He does not want you to perish, but he wants you to come to everlasting life. And he wants to usher you into a good life here and now with safety, provision, protection, direction, and and provision from him. He wants you to be well taken care of. It's the adversary who's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Not God. So you can trust him and whatever he says, even if it seems like that's out of place, Lord, I don't see how that makes sense. Go with God because he knows. He can see it all and he's seen it all. He's been there already. And it's all alike to him. So trust him and what he says. The Charles, did you have something, sweetheart? Um, not right now. Oh, okay. You know, another thing I notice in this, right, mm-hmm. is uh, right around the same area. But in verse 17, it talks about how they even used cables because the fear was that they would run aground. When, mm-hmm. if you listen to Paul, he says, we're going to have to run aground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, so, mm-hmm. but he's speaking from the Lord. Like, Amen. this is what needs to happen now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, but it's interesting because while we're looking at this one one incident or event in Scripture, mm-hmm. a lot of times that's, especially when we don't listen to the plan of the Lord, the exact thing that I'll say people fear or they don't want to have happen mm-hmm. is the exact thing that the Lord's like, now that is required. Like that has to happen as a result. It does seem to work out that way sometimes, doesn't uh, it? Quite often. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I bring that up so we can understand it, but and recognize and just make the choice to not just hear the Lord when He speaks the first time, but to I'll say commit to doing what He says, mm-hmm. to fulfill it in full, because mm-hmm. that's where our life is. And and there's no I'll say loss suffered, right? What does Paul say? Even what I lose, I gain in Christ, as opposed to us making choices and decisions cost us drastically long-term moving forward. And then there's a rebuilding and all these other things that have to occur as a result. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I love how you brought up the uh, the fasting part. Mm-hmm. Still, you have received an answer. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. to continue, right? I mean, um, as you were talking, I was I was thinking about David, right? Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say the the child that he would have had with Bathsheba, the first one. Mm-hmm. And he was literally fasting and praying and interceding for the life of that child. And then he receives word that the child had died. Well, he received an answer. Well, it wasn't the answer that he wanted. He received an answer. And what was his response? He got up and ate. He got up, picked himself up, and ate. And then and then everyone else was upset with him. Like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right. For them, it made no sense. But no, he received an answer. He received an answer from the Lord as to what was going to happen or what happened. And he was moving forward with it. That's why he could say with confidence, nope, uh, I, the child won't return to me, but I will go to the child when he returns to the heavenly community in in the Lord's timing or in due timing. So it's, uh, again, a message for us not to try to force the Lord's hand. Because you can't. You cannot. You cannot manipulate the Lord. But you can come in, in a, into alignment with his plan. And his plan always works out. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier when we just choose to walk in it from the beginning, not when, well, we're being tossed around by the waves on the sea and every other, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. horrific event. We're gone without food because everything's got to be locked down because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if the ship is being tossed and everything inside the ship is being tossed, that isn't secured or locked down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, that includes food. Everything's got to gotta be strapped down and tightened down and in order to prevent there from being even more hazards. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I think there's another thing and something in here that we can learn about this. When we are walking as believers amongst believers, right? Um, there's a different way that we handle things. So Paul is in this predicament, not because of his own disobedience, but because of the disobedience of other people. Okay. And and I believe I touched on this in the previous episode, but it, it bears repeating. Um, when if we think back a few chapter, actually, probably to the middle of Acts, there was a dissension about whether or not new believers should keep the law of Moses. And um, Paul went up to the disciples and they, they came together to discuss this, right? With the Jews that yes. newly believed in with Paul. And they sought the Holy Spirit together to get guidance mm-hmm. on what to do. And then when the, the Holy Spirit let his will be made known, everybody said, well, there you have it. We're moving forward in that, Right. Yes. So when you were with believers and you're making your decisions, that's how you approach, Amen. right? And the believers themselves are accountable to seek Holy Spirit for his guidance and for the answer before any actions are taken or decisions are made. You seek him first, right? Now, Paul being here amongst unbelievers, he still had the obligation to seek Holy Spirit for his guidance, which Amen. he did. But the unbelievers have no such obligation because the Lord isn't their God. Jesus isn't their Lord and Savior. He's not their King. Holy Spirit is for believers, right? And believers yes. are obligated to follow kingdom mandates and kingdom standards, but they are not. So what do we do when we who are believers are found found at the mercy of unbelievers who are the people in position to make decisions? What do we do? Do we just go, oh, well, que sera, sera? No, no, no we still seek the Lord. And then we let God 
handle the situation. Now we speak forth whatever the Lord tells us to say. Sometimes we have an opportunity to speak. Sometimes we don't. Like Paul, he tried to say something earlier and the centurion said, "Mm, I believe him more than I believe you. Right. That was verse 11. The centurion was more persuaded by the um, by the, the helmsman and the owner of the ship than what Paul had said. So Paul got a byword in there, but nobody listened. And he said, gave, you know, when he, he tried to put forth the information, but he was ignored. So was he just left to their to their help? I mean, to, you know, whatever they were tying themselves to? Absolutely not. It's our job to continue to have faith in God and ask God to intervene on our behalf Mm -hmm. so he can get involved in the situation. We are the open door for the Holy Spirit to work. And when we open the door for him, oftentimes he will scoop his hand around everybody that he wanted to save anyway and offer them a part of the same grace that's upon us to deliver the entirety of whoever's willing to listen because that's God's desire anyway. But Our job is not to try to command and force the people and batter them over the head and go to war and fight with them in that regard. But our our job is to invite Holy Spirit and seek his counsel and use our faith to turn the situation around. Most of this Paul had to do in silence, right? It wasn't until after he got the word from the Lord and they had done everything else that they could think of, right? That now they were willing to hear and Paul had an opportunity to speak with them. Right. Yes. And even that kind of waved um, and washed to and fro back and forth. So as as we are believers in the midst of unbelievers, it's not our business to pray to get away from the unbelievers, because then what are we salting? What are we light for? <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. And, and how is it that Jesus met with or that was his whole thing was sent to the lost sheep? Exactly. And he said that he would not pray that we would be taken out of the world, but that while we're in this world, we will be kept by the Holy Spirit. So our job is to be the light of God. And the Lord loved these people, even though they weren't believers, even though they had disobeyed the whole route and the whole plan. Um, but he still was able to use the intercession of Paul as an open door to save the lives of the others. Now, what they did with that grace that was offered to them and provided to them, that was their business. Hopefully they turned to the Lord as a result, but we'll see some others do turn to the Lord later on. But just keep that in mind. This is how we're to function. Paul wasn't hanging on going, oh Lord, these sinners got me in trouble. Look at the sin that the sinners brought and the trouble and destruction. Destroy them, Lord, but save my plank and get me to the, no, he interceded for all, right? Yes. Saying that the people were granted to him means there was a request and a petition mm-hmm. for their lives. Lord, Paul wasn't satisfied with him being the only one that escaped off the boat. Out of 276 people. Exactly. He was concerned for their sinful lives, even sinners as they were. And he wasn't going, thank God I'm not like these sinners. No, he wasn't doing that. He was walking in the love of Jesus Christ, understanding the heart and the plan of God, but also his role in the situation. God will oftentimes plant us somewhere. Mm-hmm. in the midst of unbelievers because these folks were going to sail on whether Paul was on this boat or not. And it would have been a, a ship full of sunken sailors, right? Who were lost at sea, but God wanted to save them and put his man in place so his man could call on his Lord, his God, and his God could come in and, and deliver the whole lot of them. Not to mention preach to the island that they were getting ready to head to, and we'll read about that shortly. So yeah. just as you walk with God, don't be... 
Don't be focused on what it looks like before your eyes. Seat yourself in heavenly places with Christ Jesus and look from his perspective. Open the door and relax. God is able. He knows how to turn a heart as hard and disobedient as it might be. He knows how to do that. You do your job and then he'll do his without fail. Amen. Well, there's a lot in there, a lot for everyone to seek the Holy Spirit on and allow him to minister to you. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for this time together in the word this morning, Lord. And we thank you for your wisdom, God, that you see all things and that you provide for our best, Lord. You have our best at heart. And we thank you for our listeners and our partners, Lord. We thank you for those that are being saved and reaped into the kingdom, God, that you are causing to call on your name, Lord. And we just thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord, your, your compassion and your mercy, God. So we just thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on Connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.